0: Thank you so much for joining us today. This podcast is a ministry of Mountain View Baptist Church in Thomaston, Georgia. For more information about our church or services, please visit our website at mvbaptist.org. We sincerely hope you enjoy the message. Here's the thing, folks. I don't have an agenda with today. I, I, have, a, I have a message from the Lord. I don't have an agenda. I, I do have to start a certain way. It's Thanksgiving week. It's Thanksgiving week. I was telling Sunday school just a minute ago, I was telling them, I said, uh, I said, guys, this past week I went into Home Depot. I went into Home Depot and I saw two guys there I know. And they were both talking and, and I've conditioned myself over the past eight months this is the truth. I, I just want you to hear in my heart that I'm going to have a good time whether you do or not. I'm going to preach whether you listen or not, okay? But here's the thing. I, I walked up to them and they, they, were, they were standing there and I've conditioned myself that now when I go up into a crowd like that, I just stick my hands in my pocket. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. I stick my hands in my pocket. Lest I know for sure, Unless I know for sure they're going to shake my hand, I just, I just do this, you know. And we stood there. Let me, let me tell you a little bit about how that, how that conversation went. It was a great conversation. I mean, we, we, we laughed and cut up and that kind of thing like that. But when we first got around one another, the two other guys were, I mean, we were as close as this, this, and this. Had my hands in my pocket, and we, we kind of awkwardly looked at one another. I looked down at his hands. He looked at mine. We looked at all three hands. We were just kind of just bumbling around. It was probably a good 10 to 12 seconds of us just looking at each other. It was, it was crazy. This past week, I was reading an article about solitary confinement in the prisons. I was reading it from a left-wing site. And they began, to, they began to talk about what happens to someone when they're by themselves. You see, somebody will misbehave in prison, and they'll stick them in solitary confinement. Prisoners of war, they put them in solitary confinement sometimes when they're, when they're a little rebellious and... They put them aside, and what happens to them is, what happens inside of them happens in their mind, that suddenly they're not around people, suddenly they're not, suddenly they're not around the people that they know, the people that they talk to regularly, and inside of them, because God has created us to be a people around one another, because that has happened. Listen, there's no agenda here. You'll hear, the, you'll hear my heart in just a minute. But because he's created us to be connected, there's something that happens inside of the human mind. And the reason I went to a left-wing site on this is because I wanted to see what they were what they were saying about it. And they said, "What you don't understand is when they go in there, they get a whole lot worse. That the longer they're away from human contact, the longer they're away from uh, uh, people who who even care. The longer they're away. Listen to me, folks. Listen to me carefully. I understand what's trying to happen. I, I, I get. But, but 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 here's 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 what I'm here's where I'm going. When when more and more of us come up on each other after just eight months and don't even know whether or not we can shake one another's hand, there's something going on in this world that is far deeper and darker than you could ever imagine. It's one thing to care for our people, and we ought to. It's one thing, but to not be able to function as a people. Thanksgiving's coming up, and listen, I'm excited about it. Just yesterday, I had my granddaughter at the house, and Amy and I were trying to get a two-month-old to cooperate as we painted her hand to make ornaments. And, uh, and that was a mess. That was a mess. We had more on us than she had on her, and, and it's kind of like changing diapers, you know? I mean, it's a mess. But we were having a good time thinking about Thanksgiving, and then I heard a news story that said, hey, you guys might want to cancel your Thanksgiving plans, and you guys might want to th- uh, cancel your Christmas plans, and I, you know what I said? I said this, I said, guys, y'all just forgive me today as I have a good time. I said, guys, why don't y'all come on to my house and see how many I got there. We'll stuff another turkey, amen? Huh? <laughs> I'm just kidding, sort of, huh? But let me, let me, let me say this, let me say this. We're about to go into some scriptures, and it's, you're going to raise an eyebrow. You're going to raise an eyebrow. That eyebrow is going to be raised. Why in the world would these be thanksgiving? Why would these be thanksgiving verses? If you would please stand for the reading of God's word. Give going be Matthew chapter 1. We're going to start with verse 1 with my Dollar Tree glasses. Praise God. Verse 1. The book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begat Isaac, and Isaac begat Jacob, and Jacob begat Judas, and his brethren, Judas begat Phares, and Zahar Thamar, and Phares begat Isram, and Isram begat Aram, and Aram begat Amenadab, and Amenadab begat Nason, and Nason begat Salmon. You may be seated. See, I stopped with Salmon for a couple of reasons. The first thing is I don't know if it's supposed to be Salmon or Salmon. I don't know what you say. I don't have any idea. In the South is pretty messed up. When we, when we started traveling from Lamar County to Upson County, I realized that it's not called a water hose, it's called a hose pipe. I realized that. I realized that we're still got a word. Hey, in Upson County, we still call it tin foil, not aluminum foil. I had to learn that. I learned all those things. Hey, and I, and I got that. But my, my grandmother used to say things. She'd say, she'd say uh, she added an R to everything. It wasn't a window, it was a winder. That's right. You didn't wash, you washed. It wasn't a washing machine, it was a washing machine. Hey, listen, listen. there's all sorts of things, but I stopped right here. I want you to remember the name Salmon. Because as I, it would be point .4 before we get back to him. It'll be point four before we get back to salmon, but I want you to realize something, folks. I'm thankful. when when I, when I look at this food we're about to cook, and we're having our Thanksgiving tomorrow night. I told my children they're all grown. I said this. I said I don't care where you go on Thanksgiving Day if you got to be at this parent's house or this or this uncle's house, whatever like that. I said if we can get you all together on one night, praise God. I just want you all together on one night. So tomorrow night we're gonna have Thanksgiving meal together, and I'm so thankful for it. But you know how many people pray this way, Sammy? This is how they pray. They pray this. They pray. Lord, thank you for this food and thank you for the hands that prepared it. Thank you for the hands that prepared it. Well, folks, let me tell you something. I'm gonna eat, and I'm gonna eat good. I, I followed a diet one time. It didn't follow me back. Amen. So I unfollowed it. I just say, hey, look, I got I got away from that. Hey, but listen, I, I love to eat. And we're going to have a good time tomorrow night as we eat and all that. And we're going to pray a similar prayer. Lord, Lord, would you please just, would you help us? Would you, would you help us in this country? Would you help us? We're going to pray all that. And I'm going to say thank you for this food. And I'm going to say thank you for the hands that prepared it. But I wonder how many people, listen to me carefully. I, I thought about this the other day. I said, Amy, listen to me. This, this is crazy. And a lot of things that come out of my brain, she has to filter first, you know. Before I can tell you, she has to filter. Sometimes I tell you things, she's like, you didn't let me filter that. Here's what we got. Here's what we got. I said, uh, I said, baby, think about this. And I want you to think clearly. When you say I'm thankful for the hands that prepared it, I see Pam Brock here this morning and, and they have a restaurant over in Barnesville, Garden Patch, and I usually eat too much there too. But, but just think about this just for a minute. When we go in and we they, maybe they have some French fries on their bar. Maybe they have some French fries on their bar. Think carefully now. Think carefully. God wants us to be connected. Oh, we're getting somewhere. We're getting somewhere. You go in those French fries and you say, thank you, Lord, for this food and the hands that prepared it. Oh, that takes us back to the kitchen. That takes us back to the kitchen. And there's somebody back there and there's somebody cooking that food. But you see it doesn't end there, you see. They had those fries in some oil. Somebody brought the oil to that place. And somebody brought it in a truck. So I'm, I'm thankful for the hands that... That prepared, amen. And so it wasn't just that oil. It was somebody came in there and replaced that oil and got the oil in there. And I just thank God. I just thank God for the hands that prepared it. But see, that's not where that ends. See, that potato, that potato had to be cut, folks. Listen to me carefully. We're going somewhere. That- That potato had to be cut. Somebody at some point cut that potato. In a factory, a machine was pushing a button for machine, whatever was cutting that potato. Thank God for the hands that prepared it. We're going even back. Oh my goodness, where'd that potato? How did it get there to be cut? Somebody in a truck brought a heap of potatoes to that place to be cut. And I'm gonna tell you something. Somebody was driving that truck. I wonder who put the wheels on that truck. See, somebody put the wheels on that truck. Somebody built that engine. Somebody's keeping that engine going. And somebody's bringing that truck on in and bringing those potatoes to market on oh, and bringing them up there and they're saying, hey, look, these need to be cut. Oh, but let's go back even further, folks. Let's go back just a little bit further. Let's say this potato, where does potato come from? That truck came from a farm. And guess what? There had to be people who loaded those potatoes. And they loaded those potatoes in that truck and they're making a living just like everybody else. Oh, thank you, Lord, for the hands that prepared this meal. Oh, it goes all the way back. There's somebody there. They're loading that truck. truck. And hey, that morning they had the same problems you got. They had a headache that morning. They didn't want to go to work, but they went to work because that's what they do. That's what they do in America. And they kept putting those potatoes up on that truck and they kept, they kept doing it. Oh, but where did those potatoes come from? They had just been washed. Somebody had to wash those potatoes. Thank you, Lord, for the hands that prepared this food. Oh, we're just talking about French fries, folks. That's all we're talking about. And it goes back here. There's somebody washing these potatoes and they're cleaning them up and putting them in the boxes for somebody to put into a truck. And they did. And then, oh, listen, what did they do? They got them out of a field. Somebody had to get them out of a field, praise God. I'm so excited that we had somebody getting them out of a field and working as hard as they possibly could out in that field. And they were they were using those big machines to harvest them. And oh, listen, these, these men and women, they were putting, they were pouring them over into these places to be washed. And they were being washed through these conveyor belts. And they were being washed by people. And it was everywhere. Oh, thank you, Lord. But it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. Oh, at some point, there was somebody who had to who had to plant those potatoes and they were planting those potatoes and, and think about this i'm so thankful for the hands that prepared it think about the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hands this farmer is planting these potatoes all through this all through this field but you go back even further somebody had to till that ground somebody had to work hard and till that ground who was working on the tractors who was working on the who was working on the the, the motor for that tractor the engine for that tractor who was working on that who was taking care of them who was feeding them Folks, by the time you get through thanking God for just a box of french fries, you have thanked 10,000 people. You have thanked 10,000 people. So when you pray today, and you pray at Thanksgiving... He'd say, Lord, I, I just hope, I, I, wish you would, I wish you would bless this, and I wish you would bless the hands that, that prepared it. Folks, you're asking God to bless a whole lot of people, and I praise God for that. But folks, there's some people out there who aren't grateful. They're not grateful? There was this, this woman, she was visiting a farm. She had a bunch of kids with her. She was a teacher, and she had a bunch of kids with her, and she noticed there was a pig on that farm that had a, kind of a peg leg. She asked the farmer, she said, what about that pig? He said, oh, that's a special pig. That's a special pig. Just the other night, just the other night, we had a fire. And that fire, he got out, he was oinking and snorting and everything else, warned us, and we got out of the fire. Hadn't been but years ago, hadn't been but years ago, our our little daughter fell into the pond. That pig went crazy. Oh, he just had a fit. He was just warning us all. We were able to pull that daughter out of there. She said, well, that still doesn't explain why he has a pig leg. He said, when you got a pig that good, you don't eat him all at once, Amen. (laughs) i didn't filter that one through yeah yeah here's the here's the thing folks some people don't some people don't look in front of them and see just how to be grateful see see when i talk to eric and i say eric how come we don't have any mountain dew zero in the can he says uh there's an aluminum shortage i said oh no there's not an aluminum shortage there's a connection shortage there's a connection see god created us to be connected you don't just get the meat to sell everybody there's a process of people involved you don't, you don't just get, these, these things don't just happen. It's a process of people. The way the whole world works, whether whatever kind of government system you're in, it's hundreds and thousands, hundreds of thousands of people having to work in unison. The way the church works is a body of believers. It's a body of believers. And when one person is missing, all of a sudden that chain of connection, and that chain of work is broken. It's not a matter of love and not love. It's a matter of a connection being broken. And God says, I want you there. I want you there. I want you to do everything that you can to get in. But we're so discouraged. People are so discouraged. And they don't know what to do. They don't know. They don't know which way to turn. Folks, I, I put out these I put out these booklets every couple of months. We're waiting on one now. But here's the thing. Somebody said, Ryan, you wrote that booklet. Let me tell you something, folks. I give this, I give this to Miss Patsy Shelley. I give her a rough draft of this, and she spends probably 10 hours scouring just just 25 pages to get all of my mistakes out of it. Hey, and I got a buddy of mine that does the covers, and then I got and then I got somebody that looks back through it. Then Amy goes through it and formats it. Hey, but guess what? That's not the end of that. Somebody does the paper, somebody does the ink in this, somebody does this. Some company Company puts these out. Oh, folks, and we just say that everything's a connection? I'm so thankful for the hands that prepared our food, folks. That's the first point that I got through. I'm so thankful for the ones that prepared our food. But you know what I'm also thankful for? I'm thankful for the hands that prepared this service. I'm so thankful for the hands that prepared this service. Guys, here's the thing. I say it all the time, and you're probably bored of hearing it. I come in here, I get to preach. Pastor Rex gets to preach. Chad gets to preach. All these preachers preaching, all that kind of stuff. Oh, we go home. And we say, oh, the music was good today. Oh, the preaching was good today. Oh, this was good. To-. Let me let me tell you how this all works, see? But it doesn't end just there. See, there are people in this AV group I talk about all the time. There are people back there working that we don't know anything about. We see, oh, listen, the music was good and the preaching was good. And hey, the microphone worked today or something like that. But hey, listen, there's so much more. There's AV, there's Sunday school teachers. There's people back there working. There are people who got materials ready for some. School teachers, there are papers. Who 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 made the paper? Who made the pencils? Who made the markers? Who who made the marker boards? Oh, and then we get up here and we have we have microphone after microphone, and we look at these microphones. We just take everything for granted that we have, folks. And here's metal, and here's plastic, and here's wires. Over in Carrollton, Georgia, there's a place there that makes the wire that goes all over the world for all these little gadgets and things. My goodness, we don't know a person there. Oh, thank you, God, for the ones who prepared the service. It's still 10,000 strong. Oh, listen, rare is the man or woman. Rare is the man or woman who will wake up and be grateful for the cup that's overflowing rather than complaining about the size of the cup. Where is the person? Where is the man? Oh, listen, I got so much in this, folks. Look, look, hey, you're talking to a guy right now, grew up in a housing project, spent probably 14 of my first 18 years in a housing project. I know what roaches crawling on the floor looks like. I know what no food looks like. I walk around. This is an amazing thing to me to know that people work long and hard to develop something like this, and we just toss it to the side and say, no big deal. Oh, friends, I'm so thankful for every man, woman, boy, and girl who made today's as possible i'm so thankful for him we look at this and we say my goodness how can this how can this be i wonder this it's an old saying it's an old saying but i wonder this i wonder this i said what if you woke up tomorrow and the only things you had in your possession were the things you thanked god for yesterday What if, what if you woke up tomorrow morning and the only thing you had in your possession at all, you remembered those things, but they weren't around anymore because you hadn't thanked him. Oh, Lord, thank you for every man, woman, boy, girl who has been a part of what we're doing today and bringing your gospel to the world. Oh, that we're thanking them and we're believing that God can do something. Oh, God plans on us being connected, folks. I was reading about some minors. True story. Some miners that were trapped, there were nine of them trapped 240 feet below ground. Frigid water. It was a miracle. They all survived, but it was frigid water. They didn't know that they would survive. And when one of them would get, oh my goodness, when one of them would get cold, the other eight would huddle around them. And they'd all be shivering, but they were all huddled around them, and that heat would help them. And then one person would get discouraged. One person would get discouraged, and they'd all lift them up, and then another person would get discouraged, and then they would lift them up, and they kept going from person to person to warm them up. Let me tell you, there's an old legend. There's an old legend. It says a man once found a big barn house owned by the devil. He walked in that, that house, and he saw all of this seed just poured out all over the barn, piled high. And it was the seeds of discouragement. And there, there was a demon in there, and this man asked the demon, said, what is all he said? Oh, the demon said, oh, this is the easiest seed to spread. Seeds of discouragement. He said, "He said, well, well, what's the deal? He said, uh, does everybody get the seed of discouragement? He said, somebody can. He said, but let me tell you the hardest people to get the seed of discouragement to grow in is a grateful heart. The hardest, the hardest person to get down and stay down, oh, you everybody can get down. But the hardest person to get down is the one who's grateful, is the one who's grateful for everything that they have. Oh, it can look like your world is falling apart, but if we just take it piece by piece and thank God for every piece of that and thank Him and be grateful for that, oh, those are the people who cannot have that discouragement, bring them down and tear them down. Folks, I can hear stories today from Johnny and all the rest of you. We're talking about the, the day they were building the walls of this church. Oh, they can remember the hands that built them the nails that were hey and listen probably some of them even made us say a bad word when they hit the thumb with a thing with a hammer i'm just telling you folks i know the guys that did it but here's the thing how many of us sit around and think about that how many of us sit around and think about these walls were built by the very people who passed on and gone to glory, many of them? How many of, us, how many of us think about the fact that this carpet was made by somebody? Oh, we walk on it. It's great. It was made by somebody in a factory somewhere who was trying to raise kids, who was trying to get them through school, who was going through the same problems you are. Oh, and they sent this here. Oh, that everything that we have is the result of somebody being connected to somebody else? Oh, what the devil knows is this. I'm just pleading. What the devil knows is this: if it can pull us apart, I'm not just talking about attendance. At church, I'm talking apart in our ideologies. A part in in our our thought process, a part in our churches, pull us apart in what we're thinking, what we're singing, what we believe in. All if he can pull us, it's disunity. And Jesus said, if I could just have them unified, if I can have them working in one accord, if I can have them working hard like an army, like a machine, that's how things are accomplished. Is when we are together and when we are connected. Oh, I thank God for those who prepared the service. I'm thankful. I ain't gonna stay on this long because I can't, but I wish I could. I'm thankful for the hands that prepared our nation. I'm thankful for the hands that prepared our nation. When we look at what God has done, in the midst of all that we have, look, when we look at what He's done for us, when we look at how He has been there for us, when we look at how He has provided for us, when we look at the land He's given us, when we look at all these good, the freedoms that we have, the freedom to speak, the freedom for you to be on Twitter, the freedom freedom for you to say what you want to say and not be censored is what it, the Constitution says. Oh, folks, He gave us, our founders, when they got the Constitution, they got, they were working on it, and they debated and they fought, and they did everything that they could to give us a great nation. I'm so thankful for those founders. I'm so thankful for every man woman boy and girl who's given their life for this country i'm so thankful you know what guys listen to me they prepared the way when we go back to the declaration of independence and those those men who signed it you said oh that was a good signing." no it ain't like today where you go and vote say hey I, i support trump it was when they signed that they knew they were signing their death warrant they were saying, and you know John Hancock, he he signs it the biggest, and it ain't because his eyes were big, he knew the king's eyes were big. He said, I'm gonna sign this and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna sign it with the biggest signature, so I'll be the one that comes after first. And sure enough, he came after him first. And people people lost their children, people lost their own lives that signed the Constitution. People lost fortunes and just completely broke. I'm so thankful. Folks, I'm gonna tell you something. An old saying, politicians and diapers need to be changed often. And for the same reason. <laughs> Folks we gotta we gotta lose something. We got to do something. We got to get on our knees and start praying. I'm so thankful for my country. I'm so thankful for the hands. Look, you go all the way back. Who raised these founders? Who were the mamas that raised these founders? Don't you forget them. They raised them up in godliness. Oh, and they stood there and they had a constitution. All oh, those mamas that raised them, I'm so thankful. And then those mamas, mamas. And then those mamas, mamas, mamas. And those daddies and those uncles. And listen, it's all just because those men stood there, they got their morals and their beliefs from somebody and they believed in a republic. Not a democracy. You listen to me? Listen to me. They want to do away with an electoral college. I'm not going to stay on it long, I promise. They want to do away with an electoral college. They keep talking, Obama keeps talking about hey, they're messing up democracy. You doggone right we are. Let me tell you why. The founders never wanted democracy. Now, in states, you have democracy. Real quick, real quick, you have democracy in states because you're able to vote on initiatives and things like that. And that's mob rule. But what they realized was that if you have mob rule in the nation, that's like having three wolves and one sheep deciding who's for supper. Here's the thing. They said we're going to have a representative republic. That way everybody is taken care of. Everybody's represented in that. Oh, listen, I know we're in a mess right now where we don't feel like we're represented. Oh, but our founders knew it. I'm so thankful for those that put their life on the line. Oh, I'm so thankful for all that God who gave us. The land, folks, the resources, the opportunity, hard work, the chance to do what we can, our families, our front porches, being able to sit on our front porch, being able to have private property, folks, freedom to worship, freedom to speak, freedom to preach, freedom to dream. And it's all being taken from us right before our eyes. I'm so thankful, God. If you just know, I'm so thankful for the the hands, the fathers, the mamas, the uncles, the aunts who worked hard with all of these founders. I'm so thankful. I'm thankful for the daddies. I'm thankful for teachers. I'm thankful for doctors. I'm thankful for those who make America strong. I'm thankful that a crazy boy who ran straight away from God and lived his life like the devil can one day stand behind a pulpit and call people to Jesus. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. And America, well, right now we have a right to preach. And right now, Sometimes in the Lord's Prayer, I just say, instead of deliver us from evil, just deliver us from politicians. Deliver us from the evil of this world. Our kids go to war and all of these things that are out there to save our freedom. We toss it away in a vote. We toss it away because we won't do anything about it. God plans on us being connected. Oh, God gave us this nation. I don't don't have time for that. Thank you. I'm thankful for the hands that prepared the way. Let me go, let me, when I go back here, I said I'm going to end with Salmon. Let me tell you why I'm going to end with Salmon. And it ain't because I'm going to put it between a biscuit with some mustard either. I'm going to end with Salmon because of this. Salmon, he was married to a woman named Rahab. See, God plans on us being connected. See, Rahab was a harlot. She was a prostitute. And she lived, she, she lived in Canaan. She lived in Jericho. She was a Canaanite. She lived in Jericho. And, and Joshua and all the people of Israel about to go into the promised land. So they sent in spies. And those spies came in and they were looking around Jericho. But see, the prostitute had found out. She had found out. And she believed. She had heard all the stories of a great God. She had heard them all and she believed. And as those people came to her, she said this. She says, I'll hide you out. I've heard that your God is mighty. I've heard what he can do. I will hide you out here in this room when you come through. They said, as a result of you doing that we will save your life. What you got to do is you got to throw, throw a scarlet thread outside of a rope of sorts outside of your, outside of your window. You got to throw that outside of there. That. that way we'll know that's not the house to go into and to sack and to destroy. I want you to think for a minute. She had made her life running from God. She had made her life with people pointing at her. Oh, that's the that's the whore. That's the so-and-so. She said, Oh, I, I believe and I'll protect you. And you know what? When they came through, they saw that, oh my goodness, they saw that scarlet thread in the window. Or oh, and they saw that scarlet, they saw the blood of Jesus that covered all sin. They saw the red, blood. they saw that red, and they said, we'll pass over, we'll pass over, we'll pass over that place. Oh, listen, listen. Oh, hey, oh my goodness. Hey, I'm about to have church. I'm having a good time. All right. Here, 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 here's where it gets, here's where it gets good. Hey, I'll preach that other, some other time. Hey, here's the thing. Hey, Salmon's married to Rahab. They have a son named Boaz. Ha-ha! <laughs> Oaz is the kinsman redeemer, and he marries Ruth. He marries Ruth. I'm talking about Ruth. He marries Ruth. They have Obed. Obed has Jesse. Jesse has David. Praise God. Hey. Folks, 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 he wants us connected. It gets better. It gets better. David, through all of his faults, through all of his faults, he has two sons by Bathsheba. He has more sons, but he has two, Nathan and Solomon. There's Nathan up here at this top part. 30 generations, there's Mary. 30 generations, there's Mary. Hey, and then you got Solomon. There's 30, 30 to 40 generations after him. You go all the way to Joseph. You see, folks, Jesus comes from the line of Rahab. Oh, my goodness gracious. Let me tell you something there's hope. There's hope for you. There's hope for Why? Because he wants us all connected. Yeah. He wants us all connected. In the middle of all this that we see, this is what he has done. I know family can be hard, folks. Listen, listen. Thanksgiving, you eat that full meal, you, you'll forgive anybody, even family. Yeah, just don't bother me, man. I'm all good with this. I'm all good. <laughs> hey, there, there, was this, there was this little girl. She ran into her granddaddy's uh, room. He was rocking in the rocking chair, watching some TV and stuff. And she said, uh, can you, can you uh, make a sound like a frog? He said, "Uh, he said, why would you ask that? Well, Grandma said we can't go to Disney World till you croak." <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't filter that one either. Hey, look, look here. here here's the thing. Listen to it. Listen to me carefully. Listen to me carefully. Listen to me. Listen to me. If you look through this Bible, from Genesis to Revelation. You look through this Bible from Genesis to Revelation, what you will find is the connection. When he says one day, when he says one day, oh, we'll stomp on that serpent's head. We'll stomp on it. Hey, he already had the plan. Jesus isn't plan B, he's plan A. He knew what was going to happen. He knew what was, it ain't plan B, it's plan A. Jesus is plan A. He said, oh, listen, to this guy, in every book of the Bible, as we walk through and we see Jesus, we realize it's connected. He means for us to be connected. He means for us to grab hands. He means for us to help. He means for us to help and gather around people when they're frigid cold in this old and nasty world. He believes, he wants us to be connected. And here was this harlot in the middle of all this. Here was this harlot who didn't care about anything at one time. She said, the only way I can make money, the only way I can make my living Of defy God. God said, "Let me tell you something. When I get a hold of you, I'm going to change you. And because of you, your line is going to bring Jesus into the world." Oh, praise God, we're connected. Amen. Amen. Oh, but there's one better than that, and this ends the sermon today. You said Ryan, what can be better than that? Let me tell you something. I'm thankful for the hands that took the nails. Folks, let me tell you something, oh my goodness, before you fold up your papers and say, I don't want any more of this, let me tell you something, Jesus was on the cross, and I want to tell you what what he felt, I don't know, I don't know how it felt, but I know what he felt, he was on that cross for me and you, and he had been nailed, think about this, Somebody years before had been learning to do carpentry. And they were, they were brought into the Roman Empire. Said, oh, I hear you make the best crosses. I hear you make the best crosses. And this guy comes in and he's whittling down this thing. He's chopping it. He's doing this. Oh, Chris Hilly and Interfor over there, they cut these woods a certain shape and stuff. There was somebody there that made crosses. Oh, and that guy was born. The moment he was born, and the moment he was conceived, God knew he'd be the man to make that cross. There'd be person making those nails. There'd be person that was growing up to be a, all he ever wanted to be. was a Roman soldier all he ever wanted to be was a Roman soldier he was growing up and oh the connection is starting to happen all oh, the people that are starting to be born and finally Jesus is up there oh he had all these people hundreds and hundreds and thousands that were traveling around and all of a sudden he's on this cross and he's all alone except for a few people think about this for a minute everybody had been shouting Hosanna and now he was on a cross, and he was beginning to feel the same thing they feel in nursing homes when their own children can't come see them After a terrible surgery and somebody can't come in to see him. Only it was far worse because for the first time in his existence, he felt like even his father had forsaken him. And he stayed there. You say, oh, Ryan, did those nails keep him there? Oh, no, you know better than that. The man who made the man who made the nails is on this cross. The man who made the man who made these nails is on this cross. And he says, I'm not coming down. I'm not coming down. I'm going to stay true. I'm going to stay true to you. I'm going to keep fighting for you and with you and around you and beside you. I'm going to be there for you. Oh, listen, folks. He stayed on that cross because he was meant to be connected to you. Human beings were meant to be connected. Every head bowed and every eye closed. As our musicians come, here's what I want you to do, folks. I want you to think about every man, woman, born, and girl that's ever helped you. I want you to think about every time God has come through. You say, Oh, I can't think of that. Oh friend, please. Don't say that. Oh, there's been so many times he's come through. I know it, I know it feels like you're in a you're in a dungeon now, but God is ready. God is ready to deliver that. He's ready to help you, but it's gonna take a heart of gratitude to break free of that discouragement. It's gonna take a heart of gratitude to break free of that discouragement. Oh, that you be strong. Oh, that you'd be strong. Lord Jesus, we love you. We praise you and we thank you. We give you all praise, glory, and honor. And thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for us. We thank you, Jesus, for every person in this room, Lord. Friends, if there's anybody in this room, every head bowed and every eye closed, if there's anybody in this room who has not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, today is your day. The one that stayed on the cross for you, the one you ought to be grateful for, is ready to forgive you of your sins. Say, Ryan, I want to be saved. I want to be born again. And friends, this is what you need to do. I want you to pray it with all your heart. There's nothing in this prayer that has to come from you. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. and I'm sorry for my sin, Lord. I want to be forgiven of my sin. I want to be right with you. And in being right with you, I can be with you forever one day. Away from this old, dirty, nasty world. Please save my soul, Lord. I believe you died on that cross. I believe you love me, and you want to forgive me. Save my soul. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you prayed that prayer in just a moment, we're going to sing. I want you to come tell me. Come tell a pastor. Come tell a deacon, somebody. Come tell them what you've done. Lord Jesus, we love you and praise you and thank you for all you do. Thank you, Lord, for all we're going to receive. And thank you, Lord, for the hands that prepared it. God, we give you praise. We give you glory and honor. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen. Let's stand. Let's stand. Folks, here's what I want you to do. Why won't you thank him? Won't you thank him? Won't you thank him? Thank him for everything he's given to you. Thank him for everything he's given to you. Every time he he came through for you. Every time he was there for your family. Every time he's gone through. Listen, you may have ran away, but he never ran away. You may have ran away, but he never ran away. What a wonderful and inspiring word we've just heard. It is our prayer that our Lord has richly blessed you through this message. Please join us next time for another message from our pastor. Until then, may you find hope and peace through Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior.